Hey everybody, this is Danielle Lavelli with Austin 360 Radio. During this epidemic, there have been a slew of emotions that I know I have been facing, and I believe many others have too. Maris Degener, you may not know of her, but today you will. She has a Netflix movie out called I Am Maris Movie. The movie follows Maris through part of her life from adolescence to adulthood, and the anxiety, depression, and stress that may follow with that. Suffering from an eating disorder, Maris was directed to take a yoga class, and from there on out, she has soared. She is the youngest teaching yoga instructor in the United States, and since the movie aired, has graduated from USC in psychology. She also participates in several nonprofits for eating disorders and for our youth. Here is our interview as we talk forgiveness, love, and acceptance of your truest self. My name is Mary Stegener, and I am a 21-year-old, very recent in the past week, uh, college graduate after studying psychology at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Yay, congratulations. And, <laughs> thank you. And, um, you know, beyond my, my academics, I've been a yoga teacher since I was 16, and I came to that practice as a way to heal from an eating disorder and uh, a lifetime, really, of mental health challenges and some obstacles. And that has really led me to a path of talking very openly about mental health and trying to do my best to, by sharing my story, remove some of the stigma around mental health challenges and mental illnesses. And that's where my, my work has led me today, uh, teaching yoga, sharing the practice, and trying to do my best to further the conversation. So for many people, myself included, depression and anxiety, kind of view it as an addiction in a sense that every day doesn't look the same when you're waking up and you're getting ready and you're doing your routine. When you've found yourself in these moments of fear or discomfort, how is it that you try to cope? One of the biggest tools that I have gained over the years and learned how to practice is to be really curious about challenging feelings and emotions. So instead of feeling shame that I have a challenging day or feeling guilty that I am brushing up against obstacles that I thought were maybe in my past, I try to really listen deeply and, and look for a need that's underneath those feelings. Something that was really powerful was when my therapist told me to simply ask, what do I need right now? And just opening that line of inquiry and being really open to that answer being different day to day um, has really allowed me to be more present and more compassionate towards myself. So you are the star in the Netflix documentary of I Am Maris Movie. Those of you who are not familiar with this, please check it out. I highly encourage you to watch this. Throughout the documentary, your art is shown, seems to play a large part of your life. Personally, I feel like you're a very talented artist. For any young girls or women who may be going through some of the struggles that we're talking about today, did you find for yourself coming into a space where you were able to draw? Is that something that helped you escape anxiety and, and depression? Yes, absolutely. I mean, art has always been a part of my life, something that I've been lucky to find solace in. But especially as I was still building a vocabulary around emotion and, and developing my ability to communicate emotions, I think that art was something that allowed me to describe or, or in some ways get out of my body the ineffable or the unexplainable. Something that I found as someone with perfectionistic tendencies is that even outlets like journaling or writing, which I, I also love, um, sometimes became something that I was a little bit controlling about or I would get focused on writing the perfect thing or describing things in the perfect way and if I couldn't find the, the right words quote unquote 
it, it lost some of the, the exploitative nature that I really needed to, to better understand myself. To have something like art where I didn't need to go more into emotion mm-hmm. necessarily. And I didn't need to explain things or find a solution. Uh, I could just kind of create and let things flow freely. And that was really a saving grace. What I can relate to that is practicing yoga. It's constantly challenging yourself and falling out of positions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that embodied experience of emotion, it can be, it can be similarly wordless, but still really meaningful. And like in the same way that I can go to, you know, drawing and just like give myself that time to have no pressure for a specific outcome yeah. or do anything specific. Like you can find that on the mat too. I think a lot of us start practicing because we make our mat what we want it to be because every mat looks different every body looks different i found more now than ever through being quarantined how much i was relying on pretty much the outside world to fill myself with happiness you know whether it was going to meet my girlfriends for a happy hour on friday or even going to my yoga studio which i would i would go to four or five times a week i would have to say for somebody who has been practicing for a long time and, and preaching to practice at home it's been very difficult. Practicing at home is not the same as in the studio where you have the heat. You have the comfort of the people in your class and the comfort of your teacher. What are some ways that people can push themselves to do this at home or maybe even dip their toes into meditating? Yeah, I think right now we're really being forced to, to trust and believe the fact that yoga exists beyond the yoga room, beyond the yoga mat, you know, beyond the very specific context that we sometimes imagine it in. And we're really being forced in a beautiful way, I think, to acknowledge that yoga exists in daily choices, daily actions, daily thoughts. And I think that because we're able to widen our our lens in that way, I think yoga is becoming, in some ways for some people, more accessible in the sense that the burden of, oh, you know, in order to practice yoga, I have to go to a hot, sweaty, 75-minute practice at that specific studio. Instead, we're able to find solace in 10 minutes of breathing and being in stillness. And so I think that by broadening our lens in that way, you know, my hope is that more people are able to not let perfect be the enemy of good. By that I mean, you know, not creating a, a standard in our heads of what we need to meet in order to say, you know, I am practicing yoga, um, but simply allowing it to be present, breath, pause, and whatever really is nourishing you in a, in a mindful and compassionate way. Absolutely. I have been having conversations with girlfriends that maybe something like this is a sign that we as human beings just kind of needed to take a step back. It seems that everything is so fast all the time. People are always searching for this perfection. Social media is just nonstop anymore. You have kids who are five, six, who have cell phones, who have Facebook accounts now. And I couldn't have imagined that when I was that age, being exposed to something like that. You really kind of lose human connection if you're just connecting to people through the internet. I hope that people find power in this and don't turn outward but inward and kind of sit in the moment and process what's happening. In the documentary, I Am Maris, Maris discusses forgiveness in a really beautiful way. So often we as humans have trouble not only forgiving others for hurtful actions and behaviors, but we can't forgive ourselves for mistakes we've made. 
In order to heal, we need to learn how to forgive. Listen to what Maris has to say about forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that I, I've had to chew on a lot because so much of the conversation around mental health, mental illness, mental health challenges, it, it revolves around guilt and shame. You know, not only on how it has been framed oftentimes by society as a, a failing or a shortcoming of personal responsibility or uh, personal worth, uh, but also in the way that it impacts our lives, the lives around us, uh, and in many ways can interrupt what we see to be normal day-to-day life. And I think that, you know, as we heal and as we pursue healing, whether that's within ourselves or our relationships with others, for me at least, forgiveness was a barrier in that process that had to be really addressed in, in some ways, you know, challenged. And I think that that's because when we are in a space of not forgiving, right, holding on, which we we know from the yoga practice is something that can really cause suffering. Sure, sure. That's why a lot of us come to our mat. Sitting with the discomfort of yourself is something that I heard one time, and I was was like, that's kind of how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for me at least, forgiveness is something that is necessary. Because without forgiveness, we're holding on to something that doesn't serve us, right? Guilt, shame, fear, those stand incomplete. Uh, you know, they, 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 they take away or in some ways limit our ability to be in a state of action. And, you know, for me, the way I view things is like love and compassion, those are choices, those are things that are states of action. And so when I'm not able to forgive myself, when I'm gripping and holding on in that way, I'm not leaving more space to offer more love and compassion to myself and those around me. But I totally understand that it's, it's a practice, and that's exactly why yoga can be a, a hugely healing force along this path. Yeah. Every day we can show up to our mat and really embody and try on this, this new way of being that we're experimenting with. Absolutely. That's something that I discussed with my, my, my yogis and my family about how powerful yoga can really be. And the other great things about yoga is any individual, even those who may have limited mobility or those who may have some sort of disability that's inhibiting them, there is a way that we can implement that practice into your life. One of the greatest things about that practice is it's really accepting of all people. My worth doesn't need to be earned. And that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be in a state of growth and progress. It just means that I don't have to wait to meet a certain standard in order to offer myself love. And I think that that's not a message I was sent growing up, not because of the specifics of my family situation, but just the way society is structured right now, is that I always felt like there was some bar I needed to meet before I could feel happy or content. And, you know, whether that was reaching a certain grade or being a certain kind of athlete or, or even in an appearance-based way, you know, a certain weight or, or you know, measure of body perfection by whatever the standard is of the day. Uh, it felt like I was constantly waiting, you know, holding my breath to be content. And once I would reach one thing, there was just another thing on the to-do list to check off. So I think that, you know, something that I learned through the practice of yoga is that we all have inherent worthiness. And we can wake up each day and know that we're already worthy, we're already deserving of love, and that that doesn't need to be a burden on our shoulders that prevents us from fully accepting who we are at the moment. Where are some places that we can follow your journey? Do you have any upcoming projects that you're going to be working on? 
something that has inspired you lately or a person that you've had a conversation with that left you thinking? I was able to talk yesterday with someone that I really admire, Father Brian Deaker, and we were talking about ways that people can be supported during this time and things that we as individuals are relying on to stay positive during this time. And we were talking about the idea of faith, which means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, But the definition that we were chewing on is the idea that faith is when we lean on the memories of times in the past when things turned out okay. And I think that's something that I've really been holding close to my heart, is just that trust and that faith um, that really stems from past experiences where things have turned out okay, even when I didn't think they would. And so I think that's the reminder that, that I would offer your community and From all of us here in Austin, we wish you health and wellness. That's going to wrap it up for us today. I'm Danielle Lavelli with Austin 360 Radio.